FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Georgia Byrne and Father Rob Gallia, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Gospels and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Gospels, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influencers, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode Two in season five, we are here live, not live, actually, um, pre-recorded here with you and with Georgia. How are you doing, Georgia? Hi, Father Rob. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Yes, just uh, it's nice and warm here in Bendigo. Where are you? Where I'm are you located? We're, we're here through I'm, Zoom. Well, I'm at my mum and dad's house in Essendon. Um, I've got my cup of tea here, and I'm chilling on the couch. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I have my bottle of water plastic bottle which was given to me and I don't endorse plastic at all I would never drink from a plastic bottle but this was given to me (laughs) (laughs) it was given to me at one of uh, the school visits but anyway so I had it here so I'm going to make sure I'll make the most out of it here's for the planet Woo! look after the planet maybe we should get a Catholic influences uh, water bottle (laughs) too far yeah we should well we have a water bottle for FRG ministry that's for sure available from the FRG ministry store page okay enough endorsements here (laughs) first First Sunday of Lent. It's a beautiful time where we're called again to come back to the heart of God, come back to penance, come back to knowing, to loving, to serving Jesus with all of our hearts. And so this um, Sunday of Lent, we have a very um, interesting gospel, um, an interesting gospel in the life of Jesus, a struggle Jesus went through and he went through struggles that we also go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think and it's when I was sort of researching all this and looking at it, it's it's really, I mean, it's like the heart of our faith, isn't it? Like, it really is, you know, being... It is, yeah. because the heart of our faith, I love that, yes, because the heart of our faith is struggle. It is a wrestle with God. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so easy to think that faith is easy. It's so easy to think that we, we can easily survive this and thrive this um, this faith without struggle, but we cannot survive. We cannot live this life to the full without struggle. Yes, that's right. I think it's, you know, that perception that because we have our faith, it's all going to be easy. It's not. It's just that we've got God to, you know, be there with us right through it all. Exactly. You had a bit of a struggle this week. Um, you were in Shepparton and you thought you lost something and then ended up finding <laughs> something. <Yes. laughs> well, tell us a little bit about that story. Oh, it's just classic me. Um, I... I I always have a lot of bags on me. I have my handbag, my computer bag, and I'm often on the road. So I find a cafe and I was in Shepparton and and you were working on a project and I was, you know, with Luke and I went to a cafe and I was working on things and I got back the next day and I thought, I've lost my bag. And I rang the three places that I'd been, the Mexican, the cafe and um, somewhere else. I can't remember where it was. And, oh, yeah, a, a bar anyway. And I was doing my work in all these places and none of them had it. And they were like really caring. And the, one of the guys from Mexican rang me back and said, we can't find it. And then I found oh, it underneath no. my piano, like in the car. It was just, it was real <laughs> It was in the boot in the trunk of the car. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was messaging Father Robert. Oh, well, <laughs> it, it, it happens to all of us. I, was, I just plugged in our um, MIDI pad here and I was wondering why it wasn't working. And then I realized it wasn't plugged in. So we all go through crazies. <laughs> uh, and... 
again, this is part of the struggle. Sometimes struggles come from ourselves. Other times it comes from the devil. Other times it comes from other people. Different struggles come from different places. But at the end of the day, we are stronger. We are better. We are bigger than the struggles that come our way, especially when we have Jesus by our side. And this is what we're going to read about in the gospel as Georgia now proclaims the gospel for us. Um, reads from the book of Mark. Again, this season we're focusing entirely, pretty much, on the gospel of Mark. Beautiful. Mark 1, 12 to 15. At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness for 40 days. And being tempted by Satan, he was with the wild animals and angels attended attended him. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Beautiful and short, eh? short gospel, but there's so much happening in that that little gospel. So much Jesus is telling us, the, um, the evangelist, Mark the evangelist, telling us about our Christian life. Because you see, if you want to know about how to live like a Christian, of course, you need to know how to live like Christ. It's Jesus we're trying to live like. So he's the perfect, of course, the epitome, source and summit of how we are to live our faith. So let's talk a little bit about this um, this gospel th- this Sunday. So Mark 1, as we read, 12 to 15. Is there something that stood out for you, just um, mm. Georgia, in, as you were reading and preparing for this gospel? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, it's Jesus was anointed by the Spirit for this mission. Uh, this wasn't a fluke or anything. This was his mission to fulfill the will of God. And just like Adam and Eve were driven into the garden, Jesus was, you know, driven into the wilderness, the barren desert, surrounded by the Dead Sea. And he was there for 40 days and he endured a whole amount of of testing. But what really stood out for me was unlike Adam and Eve, he actually, he faced the testing in a way that he actually um, resisted the powers of evil. And he, you know, through his humble spirit and through, you know, through God's spirit, but through his humility and his frailness, he even though he was exhausted and, um, you know, he was fasting and everything, he was able to face evil, the face, you know, face evil in the face, like really um, with a strength that came from God. And that's what really stood out to me. It wasn't this big, powerful moment. It was he was fasting and he would have been hungry and exhausted, but he he looked Satan in the face and just went, you know, the, he stood up to evil with God's grace. Yeah. So that was, you know, a lot exactly. stood out, but yeah. Yeah, so this is the, the thing that um, it is the Spirit of God, and that's really interesting. It is the Spirit of God that led Jesus out into the desert. Mm. It, he didn't decide to go there by his own choice. Mm-hmm. God's Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that led Jesus um, to his baptism, now is leading Jesus to this place of temptation. And why? Why would the Holy Spirit lead Jesus to temptation. When we pray in the very prayer that Jesus came and said, Father, lead us not into temptation. And now we hear the Spirit of God leading Jesus into temptation. I just find that so fascinating, so interesting. Do you have any theories about that? Gosh, there's so much. But I think it's, as I said before, it's the heart of our faith. It's, you know, temptations are going to come but what Jesus was showing us here is that there is good and there is evil and every day we're going to encounter good and evil but Jesus didn't run from it he went into it <laughs> and yes. you know he 
we see how good overcomes evil. You know, him him dying on the cross overcame, uh, you know, gave yes. everlasting life. So I think even it, it really is the heart of our faith. You can't have the cross without, you can't have the resurrection without the cross and vice versa. So, yeah, that's how. Yes. Mm. But this is what temptations do, you know. Temptations, sometimes we look at temptations and we think it's like, the ultimate evil, like we think even suffering is the ultimate evil. I often say this, you know, suffering is not the ultimate evil. Temptation too is not ultimate evil. Ultimate evil is is not finding the strength to overcome temptation. It's mm. not being, um, it's giving in to that temptation. That, that is more, that is the ultimate evil. And so some temptation is like, if for, for a gym person, you know, you, you, if you want to build muscle, you have to lift weight. Mm-hmm. And if for someone who's running a marathon, you have to put in the miles. You have to put in the time yes. to train. And this is the same, absolutely the same with, with a spiritual life. If you want to build spiritual muscle, mm. then you have to lift spiritual weight. And that is the resistance of temptation, that we're going to go through temptation. And Jesus, we often pray, Lord, take this temptation away from me. Take this. But you see, without temptation, there is no strength. Mm. Can I just, uh, Georgia, I want to read this quote, um, which is taken from a film called Evan Almighty. Now, Mm -hmm. some people would have read this. um, Some people sort of would have seen this movie, but other, other people... Um, maybe, maybe not yet. Um, but th- this quote is the quote of M- Morgan Freeman. Okay, mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman at this point is um, is talking to um, is, is talking to Evan Almighty. He's explaining to him how to be God and and what it means to be God. So this is the quote. See if you understand this. Okay. Let me ask you something. He says, if someone prays for patience, you think that God gives them patience, or does He give them the opportunity to be patient? If he prayed for courage, does God give him courage or does he give him the opportunity to be courageous? If someone prayed for a family to be closer, do you think God zaps them with warm, fuzzy feelings or does he give them opportunities to love each other? How awesome is that, eh? I love that. Like, That's a this, so is, this is what temptation there. is. You know, challenge, yes. And so we go through temptations. If you pray for purity in your life, do you think, um, so this is one of the things that I, I often get, you know, God, please, um, Father, please pray that God will get rid of my lustful thoughts. No, your lustful thoughts will stay there as long as you, that's how you're going to grow in purity if you learn to resist them. If your thoughts for anger and, and all the, the aspects of our life, we go through moments that is full of temptation. Yeah. But temptation is not the ultimate evil. Yeah, I actually really needed to hear that because I've had a few things happen, you know, where um, people say, oh, just do this or just do that. And it's not kind of aligning with my faith. And I think, oh, I just wish that would go away. I just want people just to accept, you know, these decisions I've made. But then I think it's actually like a really good uh, chance for me to stop and go, okay, I've chosen to live this way. God's going to give me the grace and the rewards will be in heaven, but they'll also be here as well. There'll be a peace. And it is that thing you just want to wish things away, but as you know, you're saying they're going to be there. So, and this is what this whole scripture is about. Like, there's going to, you're going to be could be surrounded by temptations and evil and things, but when you've got God, like you can withstand it. Like he, through faith, we can experience His victory. 
Exactly, exactly. And it's every temptation that's lifting your dumbbell one more time. It's, it's punching into the punching bag one more time. It's doing that extra push-up. It's running that extra um, kilometer, you know, every temptation that comes our way. Now, you can stop halfway. You can give in, quit the race. You can stop for a break from the race. But at the end of the day, we're all called to run the race to the end temptations and all. And this is the desert. This is what Jesus went into for 40 days. We'll talk about the 40 days very soon. But this is what he went into, this place of temptation, of resistance, of opposition. And that's who the devil is. The devil is the opposer, the one who pushes us against. But you see, God allows temptation sometimes so that we can become stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the refiner's so fire song, you know, like, you know, it, basically it you it's purification like you're trying to get you know closer to god and it's through these overcoming these trials that you will yes and it, exactly so purification if you want to purify gold you have to put it through fire mm. and temptation is fire not sin sin is not fire sin is destruction okay sin is death but temptation temptation is the, is a fire is a purifying fire And sometimes we go through moments where we want to give up. And it's okay to feel like you want to give up. It's okay to feel like you don't have the strength to go on. Because at that moment, you realize that it's not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. And so Jesus goes into this place, this desert, for 40 days. Why 40 days, Georgia? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I always, like, thought it was literal, but I think it's not. It's just symbolizing a long time. Is that correct? Well, yes, look, scripture, you know, this is, scriptures, of course, were Jewish, like the Jewish scriptures. So 40 appears a lot in the scriptures. You know, Moses was in the desert for 40 years. Yes. Um, he was, Moses was on the mountain for, with God Sinai. for 40 days. I mean, Exodus 24. And it was for 40 days that Elijah went into, found strength from the, the meal that the angel gave him. So mm. 40, Jesus was in the desert for 40 days. Um, and so the, the Hebrews use the 40 days phrase, not literally, but simply to mean a fair length of time, a long time. Like okay. it, it, it's saying like it was a really long time. Now, maybe that 40 days was literally 40 days for Jesus, but unlikely because that's not the point that the authors were making. The point the authors were trying to make was not, hey, he went in for exactly 40 days, 39, only 10 hours and Jesus will be out of the desert. No. It was 40 days trying to explain that it was a really long time Mm -hmm. and a long time to be tempted by the devil. Yeah. But as we know, not humanly possible to stay without food and drink for 40 days. Mm. I mean, and Jesus was fully human. He was he did not leave his humanity, humanity and his need for for water when um, when he was in the desert. So. Anyway, some, I'm sure we'll get people offended by this and upset by this. But at the end of the day, um, this is just, just trying to understand what the Jewish and the Hebrew writers meant by this. He meant a, a really long time in the desert, 40 days, which sometimes we feel like it's really long, really long of time of temptation and difficulty. Yeah, in it's our like long, in our lives, our like lives. we might three days or two days of going through these hardships. Like I know when I feel down or I'm worried about things or things have come to upset me or tempt me and I just think, oh, I wish this would go. And that could only be for a couple of days. And then you get that day where you feel like it's lifted. You're like, oh, thank God. But it just reminds us that, you know, we in those times, we just have to hold on to the fact that just because we have like that encounter with Jesus, it doesn't exempt us from temptation and from these moments. But, you know, as I said before, like 
through faith we have the victory that's and that's this that's why this whole you know this scripture is so important because jesus showed us how to get through these times you know yes and look i think it's also important to understand that temptations can come from different places okay so temptations opposition temptation can come from ourselves from from our own thoughts it can come from our own choices our own decisions temptations can also come from others you know other people can tempt us and cause us to to stumble and then there are temptations which are particularly mentioned here in this gospel that uh, that come directly from the devil okay the devil is personified he's he's a a, a being just as much as God you I are a being the devil the, there are several demons and I believe in demons demons are do exist and they are trying they're influencing the world and they are taking over um, a lot of governments and a lot of places and there's taking a lot over a lot of cultures demons and the devil is real and so here we have the devil appearing to Jesus. Of course, I imagine it was the top guy that was sent, the, Lucifer himself sent to tempt, um, to tempt Jesus. But it was sweet talk. It was nice conversation. Eh? Yes. Yes. Yeah, sometimes like when, it, if you it, think it about it, it wasn't like violent. Yes. But Jesus needed to fight, and one of the ways he had to fight was through fasting, through resisting the devil, through resisting things of this earth, and. The devil wants to destroy us. The closer you are to God, I, this is just a, for a word, especially for those who are seeking to, to love God. And maybe you're on your beginning of your journey with the Lord. I'm going to tell you this. God loves you. God is greater than any temptation. God is bigger than anything in your life. But I can tell you this, that the devil hates you. The devil, you know what the devil hates most about you? He hates your relationship with Jesus. He hates that you are in the image of God. And he, an angel, was, in, even though so great, did not have the privilege that you have to be created in the image and after the likeness of God. So he's jealous. He's jealous. And he, he's, when he sees you, when the devil sees you, he sees God because you're in his image. And so because he hates God, he hates you. And he's going to do anything to destroy you. And this is why you need to know that you need to build spiritual muscle. You need to be strong. And one of the ways, again, we'll talk about that very soon, is fasting, resisting the things of this world, voluntarily resisting things of this world, so that we could build this spiritual muscle to be the saints, to be the holy ones that come to meet God, who will not be defeated by the devil. Yes, and remembering oh, truth. Yeah. Like if someone says something to you or if you get offered something or someone says a word about you, it's, you know, there's a song that Brooke Fraser wrote, you know, I am who I, you, I am who you say I am. So you think, all right, what does Jesus say about me? Not what does that person say yes. or what I think about myself. Isn't that amazing? Like it's, it's what God says about you, you know, and that's the exactly. incredible miracle of our faith. Like we, if we think about how Jesus and what God thinks about us, then we're going to live a different life to how we think about ourselves or others perceive us. Yes, but God gives us the strength as well. He gives us so much to help us through our temptations and through our difficulties. And um, I, I love like where Jesus found his comfort. Okay, he found his comfort in the word of God and he knew the word of God inside out and he used the word of God. That was his number one strength too. So interesting. It says this, that the beasts were his companions. And this is something beautiful. He found strength in nature. 
And this comes from, from Isaiah 11, 6, 9, which says that, um, I think it goes, the suckling child shall, shall play over the leopards, um, and the, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the suckling child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den, and they shall not hurt or destroy in the holy mountain. You see, that shows that the power that he had, Jesus had, because he was totally disconnected from things of this world mm. through fasting and then um, was able to connect better with God and God's creation as well. Mm. All of God's creation, the beasts were his companions. Mark didn't put that for nothing. Uh, it's, there's a reason for that, you know, yes. he's uh, reflecting Isaiah. Yes. Wow. And another help he was giving is the second thing, the third is, so the word of God, the nature, but the angels were there helping him as well. The angels and the God sends angels. You know, the devil, Lucifer is, is a fallen angel, but you have bigger, stronger angels. You have your guardian angels. There are angels that will surround you. So God will never send a temptation too big for you to handle. Okay. There are temptations that we allow ourselves to get in that are too big for us to handle, but God will never allow a temptation if we are in his grace. He would never allow us a temptation um, that, that he cannot fight off with us by his grace if we turn to him. That's that's something that we always have to remember in those moments, don't we? Yes. And again, Jesus struggled, but he found grace in the moment through the angels, through, the, through his uh, fellowship with God, and also through his abstinence and fasting. And we'll talk again, we'll talk a little bit about that. But... We've been talking a little bit about this topic. Georgia, do you have anything else to add? Or shall we go to our new se our segments? Let's go. Well, there's so much I could add. I actually just felt to say something that, you know, also we have those choices. Like, just say, you know, I was watching Netflix a lot during isolation and there was a couple of shows that I loved. But then there was a lot of themes in them or things in them that I thought, ah, oh, this is not going to be good for my faith. So I just stopped watching them. And even though I was loving the characters and... So I think in those moments, like God gives us those little inklings in our spirits, like, ah, oh, this isn't going to be good for you. Or you might have friends that you really love and you can still be friends with them. But if you're around them and they're not kind of helping you move closer to God or they're kind of making you think that, you know, you shouldn't follow your faith. So I think that's where God gives us that strength, but he also gives us those yes. little inklings. Now, say you didn't listen to that conscience yes. that, that, and you allowed yourself to get more immersed and more immersed. And then all of a sudden you find yourself trapped like in a place where you start, I don't know, things go wrong and you end up in a place of real bad temptation. Mm -hmm. And it's not, God has been there all the time. He has given you the strength. But sometimes we allow, this is a part where we don't, fighting temptation is not fighting when it's huge mm -hmm. <laughs> fighting temptation is also fighting the small things resisting the small things in our lives because that you see what they say nipping it at the bud is where we're going to find the greatest strength and the greatest victory yes you see god's abstaining power is as powerful as his redeeming power mm -hmm. so we need to live a life of abstinence saying no if you're thirsty wait another minute until you have your drink if you're hungry wait another five minutes until you eat your food i always do these small things to allow myself to see who's in control am i in control or um, is, is are my desires in control. Amazing. And yes. so these are small things that we can do. Again, we're going to the topic of fasting, but we'll, we'll talk we a little bit there, about yeah. that. <laughs> Great. Later. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go into a new section. So this is the section. Dad joke. Cool dad jokes. Take it away, Georgia. All right, we've got a dad joke today for you, ladies and gentlemen. How do celebrities stay cool? They have many fans. 
Okay, good. Let's see if I have one as well. Okay. okay. What's the best way to wa- watch a flying fish, a fly fishing tournament? Li- live stream. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Very, uh, you know, relatable to 2020, <laughs> Live streams. <laughs> That's right, our live streams. <laughs> okay, n- next segment. Three, two, one. It's time for Saint Me a Picture. A great new segment. And where we're talking about our saint, our saint this week is Saint Benedict. A great, great warrior for Christ. Uh, Saint Benedict is the patron saint of Europe. And he's also one, if you have a Benedictine cross, he's the patron of exorcism. So like he's the one who fights there. Um, Exorcists use the Benedictine cross. But there's a whole lot of stuff about Saint... I, I, I looked for a small biography and I couldn't find a small one. It's just all these huge, long biographies. Georgia, what do you have about Saint Benedict? Well, it's going to be a really good segue into our topic. But uh, he was known for um, his teachings. He was a light in the world, his teachings. that uh, He wrote a rule for his monks, which, you know, his monks, which was very, like, distinguished yes. and had a lot of um, clarity of thought. And they lived a pretty uh, tough regime, like in modern standards, but they fast a lot they only ate one full meal a day um and you know all of this sort of led towards them trying to grow closer to to christ which is a really good segue into our topic which is fasting <laughs> fasting yes and so certainly saint benedict knew a lot about fasting he mm-hmm. was born in 480 he was of noble um stock and then he decided and then to live his life for Jesus in through poverty. He is also the founder of the Benedictine order. And also that has nuns and, and priests, but many orders that came out of the Benedictine order as well. And let's talk a little bit about fasting. What do, what do you know? Do you, do you ever fast, Georgia? Do you, do you like to fast? Yeah. Some people like fasting. Yeah, so I think, I think it's really good to define fasting because I always thought of fasting as um, you know, not eating. Uh, which is definitely a form of fasting or not eating a meal or, you know, for a certain day. But also, you know, especially in terms of Lent and, you know, the 40 days that we celebrate in our in our faith um, that we, you know, give something up. Fasting could be giving up watching TV, um, giving up, you know, alcohol, giving up, uh, you know, food. But it could also be trying to pray more, trying to go to church more, trying to um, do uh sort of more deeds for people, give more to people, pray more for people. So that, you know, firstly we can look at all that. But I'll just talk quickly in terms of fasting, like um, in terms of food. I think something that I really came to mind was that when we take away something that we need, like we need food and we need, you know, and we get hungry obviously. When you take away something that's like a necessity, that kind of causes a sense of almost desperation of like oh I so want food but okay instead God you know come and fill me with your grace and your love and I think it can really be a time that we can become a lot more alert and that we can focus on whatever dilemma we're facing at the time and pray for that without the distractions of having food or anything we can really our minds can be a lot more clear on on God and on our faith and on the problem at hand and I think it brings a lot of perseverance and clarity and that our relationship with God we can actually hear what God's saying more sometimes because we just don't have any distractions that's what I think anyway so yeah 
Yes, absolutely. Um, just uh, grammatically, fasting, fasting is um, abs abstaining from food. Okay. Um, that's the nature of fasting. But w all what we can do if we're unable to fast from food, there's mm -hmm. this thing called abstinence, which the church endorses as well and asks mm -hmm. us to do. Um, uh, abstinence, abstaining from things, but for a purpose, always for a purpose to be able to be more focused on spiritual things, but also to be more focused on others. Mm -hmm. For example, one of the great abstinence things I love is like giving up you know in Australia uh, and the United States we love our coffees Americans love their Starbucks we actually don't like Starbucks here for some reason all our Starbucks pretty much went bankrupt here but what, what they do and um, what people do is they give up coffee for Lent for example but the money that they would have spent on coffee three dollars four dollars they put it aside to give to the poor so it's always outward looking and during that time of abstinence during that time of fasting whether you fast whether you abstain and um, although the church does have certain times where it requires of us if we're able and I'll explain what we mean by if able sorry I'm going into the legal stuff yeah. of things. but but um, it also it, that we are to uh, to give up certain things so that we can become more heavenly minded, more aware of what God is doing in our lives. And fasting is difficult because fasting, when we're giving up things that we love, we need to replace them with something that God loves as yeah. well. For example, when I don't have my coffee or when I'm not eating my, my food, I'm skipping a meal, I go to I don't, I don't make myself busier. To, I go sit down and I read the Word of God. Mm. Okay, the time that I would have spent preparing my food and eating my food, yes. I'm digging deep. I'm spending time in adoration. I'm spending time with the Lord. So it's about growing as well in our commitment to become more heavenly minded. Yes. As Jesus did. Yes. As Jesus did. He, he, he abstained from these things. He fasted so that he could show, in a sense, even even show the devil in a sense that hey i belong to god and i will not let the things of this world control me yes i'm bigger i'm stronger in jesus name yes and it says in uh, 1 corinthians 7 to 15 it talks about you know um sometimes depriving yourself of something so that you can come you know you can come together in prayer and that you can have self-control so that you won't fall into the temptations of satan obviously it's you know if you read that it's written differently but basically um you know because you can get real self-control if you can control yourself from not eating that's like one of the basic yes. human needs then if someone says hey you have this you know have this substance or you know look at this or watch this movie or just do this or you know live like this and you go oh no I can if I can not eat and <laughs> get through that then I can do that and I, I think it creates a, a sense of strength you know well or it yes. does create when, spiritual strength when we're deprived when we're deprived of something, we usually become more aware of other things. You know, for example, someone who is blind usually has a better acute, has a more acute sense of hearing. Someone who is yes. deaf is able to observe things in a sort of more, more profound way. Now, this is what fasting does as well. It deprives us of certain things. And then we start to become more spiritually aware. More, yes. And it shows as well our commitment to God, our longing for heavenly things, mm -hmm. for that we are aliens in this world and things of this world. Our bodies, our temptations, our needs are not priority in this world. What is priority is our desire to love and to serve God. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about the 
ob obligations, because I think this is important. We're at the beginning of Lent, okay? Mm -hmm. But the church does have obligations for us to fast, mm -hmm. okay? Now, uh, fasting is not an option sometimes, okay? Some fasting throughout Lent, we're called to give, it's meant to be a time of penance, and yes, we can give up certain things, but you can't, uh, the church does not permit or doesn't allow, for example, okay, I'm just going to do a, an act of charity on Ash Wednesday instead of abstaining from meat. No, we are all, because we're, we're a community, and if you are able, yes. that is, you, you are in decent health, ages from 14 up to, I think it's 50, 59, yes. um, you are obliged um, to, to fast mm -hmm. on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Those are the only two major days of obligation. Mm -hmm. Every Friday as well during Lent, we're asked to abstain from meat. Mm -hmm. But if we cannot, we can do acts of charity. We can do this coffee thing. We just need to do on, on the other Fridays. Okay. So I'm just going to read this from the, from the Australian and the American Bishops Conference. It mm -hmm. says this. The current fasting obligation for the Latin Catholics in the United States and Australia is this. All over the age of 14 must abstain from meat on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. And all Fridays in Lent. Now, that all Fridays in Lent can be replaced by giving up other things, okay? On Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, adults aged 18 to 59 must fast. Not only give up meat, but we're obliged to fast. Now, to fast is different... To abstaining, okay? The fast means to skip meals, okay? Eating no more than... I know this is a so lot of So when I said define fasting, it literally is not eating. <laughs> yes. But this is what the Bishop's Conference tells us. That this is what... And why? Not because it wants to oppress us. Because we're in this together. Let's fast together. Let's unite ourselves, even mm, in the yes. fasting. Mm. Okay? So on Good Friday, Ash Wednesday, eating no more than one full meal. And then having two smaller meals, which are optional. That together, the two smaller meals do not add up in quantity to the full meal. Okay, now, so again, why all this law? I think it's because at the end of the day, it's about community. And mm. to live in community, there is need for law. Like driving on a road, the speed limits and so on and so forth. If you want everyone to, to be in this together, then there is a requirement of some law. And, but the law, we're called to do this with great joy as a community that is desiring, a church that it is, is desiring to love God above all things. Yes, and I think also the challenge is like it says in you know Matthew 16 to 18 not to show tell others you're fasting. So it's God's going to see what you're doing in secret and he's going to reward you um you know in heaven and and of course and now. So I think it's uh you know as you said like coming together as a community. I've actually seen a lot of people that have been really sick and they've fasted people that have any this is a whole nother topic we won't go there today but people who have been healed of cancer and things like that and said they fasted and they prayed and they asked jesus for a miracle and sometimes that you know for whatever reason it's a whole nother podcast god doesn't answer them all the time but yes there is something quite powerful i think in fasting for if you've got um a request and you really want a breakthrough yes and, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a fast of, it's a type of petition as well, okay? Mm. So now, first of all, I just, it just make to make it clear that you cannot buy your miracle by fasting. Mm. Say, ah, oh, I'm going to fast for 40 days or whatever, then Jesus, you must, this is, you yes. owe me a miracle. No, that doesn't work like that. It's you fasting to resign to the will of God. And uh -huh. when we resign to the will of God, then God works miracles. Because yes. God always outdoes us with generosity. He's so good to us. 
but we don't buy miracles. We, in the, before there was the, we could buy indulgences. That's rubbish, okay? That's, that's, uh, we cannot win. Um, God loves us so much and wants to be extremely generous with us. We, in return, are called to be generous with God and be spiritually minded and, and spiritual heart um, directed towards God alone. So this fast, as well as FRG ministry and the Catholic influences, we invite you to join us in this fast. Okay, Ash Wednesday, Good Friday, yes. every Friday in Lent. Let's do this together. Let's mm. abstain as much as we can. Let's fast. Let's fast for the things that are needed in our own spiritual lives. But I also ask you, humbly ask you to please pray for our ministry. Please pray for um, the FRG ministry and the Catholic influences ministry because we need prayer as well. We're out and we're influencing people, mm. so many people, millions of people across the world. And as you can imagine, the evil one, the devil doesn't like that. And so I ask you humbly again, just to please pray for us, fast for us um, during this time of Lent. Um, not the entire Lent, but just offer a fast <laughs> Every for <day>. us <laughs> while you're doing that. So I think we've reached the end of our, um, our podcast this week. Um, we would love, 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 love to hear from you more and more. Yes. Um, please contact us. Where, Georgia, where can they contact us? On Instagram at Catholic, uh, Catholic Influences underscore. Okay. Um, on That's in right. On Instagram, send us in, you know, any questions you have, any blessings that you've had. Dad jokes. Dad jokes, please. Obviously, my fan joke was an example that we need <laughs> we some need more. We need dad jokes. <laughs> Talking about deserts, we're getting, you know, in the desert with the dad jokes. We need some more. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yes. And what else? On YouTube, uh, FRG Ministry. And um, what else, Father Rob? Yeah. Yes, uh, also they can contact us at um, podcast at frgministry.com. Also, um, frgministry.com forward slash podcast. We would love to hear from you, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just look us up, look us up talk with us. We love to talk with you. Um, also, if you feel blessed by this ministry, please consider donating towards this podcast, towards this ministry that re does reach millions of people through outreach through um, uh, serving the poor, mm -hmm. through um, online mass. Uh, make sure you join us every Sunday, online mass, 10 a.m. Melbourne time, A-E-S-T. Um, also, if you'd like to donate, go to frgministry.com forward slash donate. Once again, thank you for joining us. May God bless you, make his face shine upon you and give you a fruitful and a holy Lenten time as you prepare for the coming and the resurrection of Jesus at the end of this Lenten season. God bless. God bless everyone. See you next time.